Hello, everybody. Once again, I'm Jim Noble, along with head coach Josh Coughlin. This is the Josh Coughlin Football Show, hosted this week by Wings Etc. Well, obviously, on this field behind us here, Gibbs Stadium, the growing pains continued a bit for the Wofford Terriers, a loss to Western Carolina. And coach, you know, we, we, we kind of sit every week, we rehash the game, and then we kind of look for some positives moving forward in this season that's been racked by injuries and all kinds of things. And I think the last couple of drives for Wofford, the fourth quarter, once the game was decided, saw some things to build on. Do you concur? I do. Yeah, I do. I think we, um, I think on defense there in the second half, we had numerous three and outs and we were playing some uh, true freshmen. I think one time we had five or six true freshmen on the field on defense. And then I think the, one of the encouraging things that we saw was, you know, Kyle Penix, um, quarterback, um, took some time. Um, he was, you know, he's been our fourth guy, but true mm -hmm. freshman came in and executed the offense well and, mm -hmm. and did some good things there uh, late in the game, which was really encouraging to see. I, I know Western Carolina with a new head coaching staff and, and a lot of transfers. I think they had something like 31 transfers on their roster. It was maybe hard to get a grip on, on what they were going to do, even though we have played seven, eight games now this season. Was there anything the Catamounts did out there that surprised you other than their level of execution in the passing game? You know, they did some things with uh, some empty formations that uh, we didn't adjust to very well on defense. Um, I was disappointed in that, especially early on. Um, I felt like we were uh, schooled up, but we didn't we didn't get out there and execute it to the level that we needed to execute it at. And, you know, that falls on coaching and, and execution of from the players. So uh, that was probably the biggest thing that I was disappointed on. And then, you know, we kept it close, and then we had the two turnovers on offense, which was really kind of discouraging because – you know, we couldn't hold them to, to field goals on mm -hmm. our side of the field. They, they scored touchdowns, and that kind of put it out of reach early on. So uh, we've got to continue to battle. Well, we've got a lot to look forward to in this week's edition. We'll take a look back at the highlights from Western Carolina. We'll also look ahead to the last home game, Chattanooga, with a very good football team coming to Spartanburg on Saturday. And also a little look inside recruiting what Coach Conklin and his staff looks for in a Wofford Terrier football player. That's all ahead here on the Coach Josh Conklin Show. And welcome back. So going into the Western Carolina game, what were some of the keys, some of your pregame messages that you were trying to get the team to focus on? Well, you know, we, we knew we couldn't give, I mean, we, we knew we couldn't give the deep pass plays, mm -hmm. uh, which we did, which was really unfortunate because we'd focused so much time on that. Um, we had some injuries at corner early mm -hmm. on, so we, we moved some, uh, we moved a safety over um, to, we moved a corner to safety. Uh, that probably gave us some issues in terms of some of our adjustments and our alignments, um, a new position. Um, you know, and then I think offensively, we wanted to run the football, which we did, but we didn't, weren't able to capitalize and score points um, especially early on, we had a hard time kind of um, establishing drives. So, mm -hmm. uh, as you said, the growing pains uh, are there, um, you know, and there's, there are some things that we, the wins within the game that we pointed out to our, our football team, mm -hmm. um, but we got to just execute better early on. Bryce Corston got his second start at quarterback for the Terriers. Here are your highlights from the Western Carolina game. Uh, Wofford won the coin toss, have elected to defer, so it'll be the Terriers kicking off, and Atkins Roberts is ready to put toe into leather, does so, and we are underway here in Spartanburg. 
Running back out, getting the ball back out is Calvin Jones. He will get down to about the 24-yard line. Dolphin Charleston clicking at a high uh, level here earlier, although that play is going to be dropped for uh, maybe a half-yard loss. Yeah, just a little simple dump-off pattern and a missed tackle allows him to get loose for a first down. Quick tempo and back to pass again as well. This time feeling pressure, gets away from it. Going to try to run, and he's got a seam. 20, 10, Rogan Wells is going to get dive across the goal line for the touchdown. What an individual effort and a 32-yard touchdown run by Rogan Wells has Western Carolina on the board. And take the snap. It's Walker. Breaks one tackle, breaks another, and bowls his way for a first down. That's the Nathan Walker that Terrier fans have waited to see unleashed this season. Third and a long 12. Wells back to pass, looking to the sideline and looking for Raphael Williams, but it's incomplete. Picking into the wind a little bit here today. Kick is up. And it is good. Them trip wide receivers to the top. And they will hand off, making a cut. Can he get to the marker? Bruce Sard. Has done it. First down carry for a Whopper. That was a big conversion as Kareem Taylor finally wrestled him out of bounds. Yeah, I think Wofford saw an advantage there. Western was only going to bring four guys on that. And if you can get a hat on a hat there, you can create some holes. But now it also is dependent on the running back making somebody miss. And uh, Broussard did. So that's a big first down. Irvin Mulligan is the running back here on second down. And there's Corriston throwing it. And it's complete. Making a move. That's Devin Matthews very close to another Terrier first down. Yeah, I think he got it there at the five. Gain of 10, burst and gold Terriers, and that will be the end of a highly entertaining first quarter. Probably a bit more entertaining from a Catamount perspective than a Terrier one, but Wofford is on the move after 15 minutes of play here from Spartanburg, South Carolina. Second and goal, Mulligan again. Did he get to the line? He did, yes. Touchdown, Terriers. Took a second from the for the signal to come in, but Irvin Mulligan has his eighth touchdown of the season, and Wofford is on the board. That's a nice uh, response by Wofford after Western put up 10 in the first quarter. Uh, Terriers with a nice drive, mostly on the ground. He's banged up, but he's making plays, and he's doing whatever, all he can do to help his team. Wells back quickly, looking long down the sideline, and that's going to be complete. 20 10, touchdown, Calvin Jones takes it all the way home, and just like that, Western strikes back. When he first threw it, I thought he might have overthrown him, but but give, uh, give the quarterback, Rogan Wells, credit. He just kind of put that thing up there and let his receiver run under it. Uh, it wasn't bad coverage, just a very well-thrown ball that time from from Wells to Calvin Jones. 73-yard touchdown strike. Wells to Jones. Bell moving from Valdosta State to Cullaway. Quick hitter over the middle. That's complete. And once again, look at Williams. Another first down. Jones is to the right of Wells. Williams in motion. Trip wide receivers to the right. Wells looking that way. Now he's got a double back. And finally, he will be chased out of bounds as Wofford did a great job in coverage, and then Brandon Mena, who's been a really impressive freshman defensive lineman, got Wells across the boundary.
That's a good hold there by the by the defense, forcing this uh, six for six on field goals so far this year. This will be a, a chippy 23-yarder from the left hash. Hits that ball up and puts it right between the pipes. For guards, uh, what guys dropping passes? Third and seven for the Catamounts here from their own 31. Empty backfield behind Wells. Quick hitter and broke it up. That ball's still alive, almost intercepted. Third and seven. Again, empty backfield behind Rogan Wells. And again, it's Daquan Williams. And he's got lots of traffic. Can he navigate his way out of it? Oh, my word, he can. Did he get to the first down? I think he's going to be about a yard short. Excuse me, Raphael Williams. Big play here for both clubs. T.J. Jones to the left of Wells. Wells is going to give it to Jones, and he's got the first down. Dives across the 15. He got about four. Wells in the shotgun. He is back to pass. Left corner looking for Williams. It's caught. Touchdown, Western Carolina. Raphael Williams, and they are running away with it. Of them, and then had a pep talk with the team right before uh, the kickoff of the second half. Well, maybe uh, it had an effect. Look at Irvin Mulligan across midfield. Cuts back. Got three men to beat, and he gets it all the way into Western territory. This Walker and Ingram. Are on either side of Corston here on fourth down. Give to Walker, and he is not going to get there. Wells has two backs behind him, but he's back to pass. Blitz coming. Wells escapes it. Should have some man open, and he does. Once again, it's Raphael Williams. Western's right back up on the ball. This time, Wells fakes the handoff, and he finds the tight end touchdown. Needs something good to happen. Uh, good yeah. special teams play. Or More that. pressure and blocked. They blasted the punter. That ball was blocked and it's bouncing around near the 18 yard line. It's going to be, doesn't really matter who recovers it. It'll be Wofford football back inside the red zone. You're looking at a new quarterback for Wofford. Freshman Kyle Pinnix is in the game in relief of Bryce Corston and he's in the shotgun as the Terriers have it first and 10. Pinnix hands it off. Third down and about seven. Hand off up the middle. It's Leggett. He's got the first down. Shows a little spark as he gets it across the 35. Still 41 to seven. Catamounts on top. Freshman quarterback Kyle Pinnix. Hands off to freshman running back David Leggett. Can he break it and go the whole way? He can. Touchdown Terriers. David Leggett, his first collegiate touchdown from 19 yards out. To the right of Pinnix. Ingram gets the call. Tries to fall forward. He'll get the first down. At that point, a lot of the damage had already been done. Yeah, you're exactly right. Some numbers start to look better, but the, the proof is in what you've seen over the course of the whole game. Pinnock's back to throw over the middle. Oh, what a catch. A shoot top grab by Kyle Watkins. His clock continues to run, 235 to play. Pinnock's throws deep into the end zone, and it's a touchdown. Wyatt Barkowiak, his first collegiate touchdown reception, and Kyle Pinnock does it again for the Terriers. Kyle Pinnock in the shotgun. He's going to look to throw, make something happen on what should be the final play of the game. Instead, he's going to run 
This one out. The clock has reached triple zeros, and that is your ball game here from Spartanburg. So after it was all said and done, obviously Western Carolina gets their second win of the year over Wofford, breaking a four-game losing streak to the Terriers. But that fourth quarter, you decided it was time to see Kyle Pinnix. You also put in some other players, David Leggett running back, some other young guys on, on really both sides of the football. What sort of springboard or platform can that be for success for that group moving forward? Well, I think right now, I mean, you, you always as a head coach are saying, you know, what's the reality of our situation right now? And um, the reality is we're a young football team who's got a lot of injuries. And so what I'm trying to do is trying to get our young guys as much playing time as they can get. Uh, you know, Bryce had done had gone in there and fought the fight. Um, he's banged up. Um, he had an injury that he dealt with all all uh, last week and it was just time to get him out of there. Um, he, mm -hmm. he had had enough. And so to get Kyle in there and to get David Leggett, like you said, and some younger guys, some reps, I think that's um, that's what we got to do right now to help kind of, you know, set the foundation for us moving forward here after these three games and, and into the spring and obviously into the 2022 season. You did run the ball well in that fourth quarter and the offensive line sort of kind of gelled a little bit. It seemed that opens up so many other things for you, doesn't it? It does. I mean, we, we've got to be able to run the ball effectively. And, and, you know, we've had a we've had a little bit of an issue doing that consistently this mm -hmm. year. We've had some games where we show glimpses of it. Um, but I am excited about our offensive line. Um, I think they're continuing to come to come together. I'm, I think our running backs are, are playing well mm -hmm. right now. They're, they're running the ball hard. Um, they've got some good leaders in that group. I've, I've been excited about our tight end. You know, Wyatt um, caught a, uh, a touchdown pass there mm -hmm. at the end of the game. So uh, those are all great things. Um, you know, for us to build off of and, and hopefully give those guys some confidence here moving in these last three games and into the offseason. Yeah, it was kind of fun to see Kyle Pinnix, Wyatt Barkowiak, and also David Leggett. First collegiate touchdowns all in the fourth quarter for certainly something to remember for those guys. When we come back, we will expand on this a little bit more. Not only talk about the young players who are in the stable here at Wofford, but recruiting. What does Josh Conklin look for when recruiting a future Terrier football player? That's next here on the Josh Conklin Show. And welcome back to the Coach Josh Conklin Show, presented by Wings Etc. So, youth, kind of a constant theme in this season, obviously. You often talk about the ceiling mm -hmm. of a young football player. Kind of explain to Terrier fans exactly what you and your staff mean by that. Well, I think one of the things that we have to do, especially at a place like Wofford, is you have to, you have to recruit youth, and then you have to get them to stay here for four years. Um, sometimes we get a guy to you know, take a, a, a half a year, his last year, mm -hmm. his fifth year. Um, but you've got to get old and you've got to stay old. Um, that's one of those things that you have to do at a place like this, especially with some of our limitations in terms of like the transfer portal, um, not having a grad school. So when I say ceiling, we try to go find guys that we can really develop and that have a, a lot of talent and a lot of potential and then develop them over the course of their first year, second year, third year, fourth year. And when they get to their fourth year and their third year, and then some of them, even that, that last fifth year, um, fifth year seniors, um, you're kind of maximizing their potential. Mm -hmm. So you're reaching their ceiling in terms of their talent and their football ability. We all know about recruiting measurables, you know, size, speed. You also have to recruit academics and you have to recruit a certain type of guy. How do you measure the unmeasurables. How is it the process of talking to the player, talking to his family, talking to his coaches? How do you learn about a kid like that? 
Well, I think the, the biggest thing that they have to really embrace is they have to embrace the, the academic piece of it. They, they have to, to want a, a private liberal arts education. I think that's really important um, that they understand what that is and what it entails. Um, and, and it's not easy. You know, the, the rigors that they go through on the academic side are, are real. So they have to be able to embrace that. If they don't want to embrace that, then this is going to be a really tough place for them to, to fit into. So to your point, we spend a lot of time talking about their character, um, what they want uh, from their education experience, and then also what do they want from their football experience. And those two things here uh, go hand in hand. At some places I've been, uh, it was more about football, football, football. How can we get you to the NFL? How can we develop you for the NFL? And here you have to really mm -hmm. get a guy that wants the academic piece of it, because if you don't, if you don't embrace the academic piece it's going to be a hard time you're going to have a hard time maximizing your football ability is it truly a 12 month a year process now and how do you balance that in the fall when you're trying to play football at the same time it, it really is i mean it's it's 12 12 months out of the year um you know i'm in, I, we we evaluate our roster constantly mm -hmm. you know i can tell you right now um one of the things that we've evaluated is you know, we potentially will lose two quarterbacks this year so going out and, and finding a quarterback is that going to be an older quarterback um, you know, evaluating our wide receiver position, our inside linebacker position. Uh, those are things that as you go through the year and you evaluate how your young guys are developing and then where do you need maybe more help than what you thought or maybe you've lost some guys due to injury. Uh, that, that process goes on and on. And we usually designate Thursdays and Fridays for that. And we have a, a, a huge personnel talk mm -hmm. that we talk about and kind of make sure we go through. Keep in mind, the Terriers brought in nearly 40 newcomers this year. Not all of them have seen the playing field, but that gives you an idea of the scope of that task recruiting year in and year out. When we come back, we'll take a look ahead to Saturday, a closer look at the mocks from Chattanooga. Also get you ready for Senior Day, maybe your last chance to see some of your Terrier favorites. That's coming up next. And welcome back on this field behind us, Saturday, 1.30 p.m. Eastern time kickoff, the last home game of the year. The mocks of Chattanooga come to town. Chattanooga 5-3, and 4-1 and one in the Southern Conference. They are looking pretty stout, particularly defensively. Shut down Furman completely on that side of the ball last week. I think they only gave up uh, 170 total yards or something uh, uh, akin to that number. Rusty Wright's got them moving in the right direction. How tough a task will this be for you and your guys? It's going to be monumental. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a big task. They're playing really well right now. Uh, they have grown the defense um, with, with guys that are, are good football players. And, you know, we're going to have to, we're going to, have to give everything we got um, to be competitive, which we will. And our guys are, you know, I know our seniors are excited about senior day, like you mentioned before. And, you know, we owe it to those guys to go out and give them um, everything we've got. And, try to keep it simple, try to get our guys to play really fast and, and try to be really effective moving the football on offense and try to get some stops on defense. But uh, like you said, they're a good football team and, and they got some things going in the right direction. I know you're going to be limited a bit offensively. We lost another wide receiver to injury. Kyle Watkins got hurt uh, against Western Carolina. Quarterback room is, is, is kind of beaten up, maybe both physically and mentally a little bit. So, um, you know, Peyton Derrick, Bryce Corriston, Kyle Pinnix, Trey Baker, you, you've, you've got options there. Uh, the question, I guess, is going to be who's going to step up during the week of practice? Yeah, that's, that's what it comes down to. I mean, this is not a situation that you want to be in. Obviously, um, you know, I, I think if Jimmy would have stayed healthy, he was starting to put together, um, uh, could have put together a pretty good year. Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, I think Bryce has got a chance, but, you know, he started really two football games. He got beat up uh, in the Mercer game. I mean, it's just been a, it's just been one event after the next. I mean, it's, at some point in time, like I told our team, you know, you come out of the valley eventually, I promise you. Um, you come out of the valley eventually, but sometimes you just got to go through it and, and, and keep uh, keep taking it for a while. So uh, we'll get there. Um, we'll have a good week of prep. Our guys are in a, in a good frame of mind, and, and we'll, uh, we'll have a good plan coming into the game. And it is senior day. Talk about some of these guys, particularly the fifth-year seniors who, who came back this year. Um, leadership from... Joe Beckett and John Beckley, Donovan Anderson on the defensive side of the ball. You know, some of your, your offensive linemen, some of those guys will have a choice to make after, after this season. But overall, these seniors who might be playing their last home game, what do you have to say about them and their experience here at Wofford? Well, I said this on Sunday to our, our, those guys um, in our football team. Those guys have had a lot of success here. Mm -hmm. I mean, they've been a part of uh, three, I guess, three conference championships, two that they were major parts of. Um, so they've, they've, they've had a lot of success here, um, and they've, they've forged a, a resiliency um, and a makeup that when you go through tough times like this, uh, the guys kind of rally around one another. Um, we got a great locker room, we got great kids, and that's, uh, to me, that's a, um, it's, an attestment, it's a testament to the older guys, it's a testament to that group of guys, mm -hmm. because we've stayed together, we haven't pointed the fingers, and if you had that, it would be a complete disaster um, in terms of you know kind of where the football team is going but because they've been so strong uh, we got a nucleus of guys like our young players that really are forging ahead in terms of understanding where mm -hmm. we're going and what we're going to accomplish here in the for in the in the in the future and there's a blessing here that's coming um, it's coming I don't know when it's going to come but there's a blessing that's coming out of the adversity that we're going through as a program right now mm -hmm. and that again goes back to your point of the the leadership that we have with some of those older guys all right so make sure you come on out if you're able to 1 30 p.m. kickoff as Wofford hosts Chattanooga on senior day we'll be back to wrap up the coach Josh Conklin show right after this and welcome back you know in closing we always worry about people's morale in a season like this. It's nothing that anybody wants to go to, but this is not the first time a football team is, has struggled. And you've been through struggles at your, your various stops, and I think a lot of these players have too in high school. And we always worry about how are the players doing or how the assistant coaches are doing. Because they have one guy to talk to, and it's usually you. Mm -hmm. Who do you talk to when times <laughs> are tough? I spend a lot of time, I spend a lot of time in prayer, um, to be honest with you. and. Um, you know, I do, there's some guys in the profession that I get, you know, mm -hmm. get some advice from and, and uh, you know, everybody's so busy right now. And sure. some guys, it's like you said, I mean, you know, I look at, for example, like Navy, um, got a lot of respect for um, their head football coach, the guy that's at Tulane. I, I've always had a lot of respect for mm -hmm. him, who's had a lot of success. They're going through a rough time right now yeah. as well. And, um, you know, the one thing, Jim, that I think um, that's really important to understand, I think, to get you kind of through these things. I've coached, I, I think I'm in my 20th year, 19th year. Um, I've been very fortunate in this profession. I've had a lot of wins in this profession, um, not only on the football field, but just uh, my experiences, the places I've been, uh, the coaches that I've been able to be around, uh, the success on the field. Um, but I've also gone through tough times too, sure. tough seasons. And the, the, the old adage of, you know, tough times don't last, tough people do, um, it's real. And in this sport, it's very real, especially when, you know, the, the sights are on you all the time mm -hmm. and then people are evaluating the job you're doing all the time. Uh, you lean into that, you embrace it. Um, that, that stuff doesn't bother me because um, you're confident in, in who you are, 
what you're about and the vision for what you want to accomplish and especially here at Wofford the vision that that I see and I want this place to become from a football program standpoint mm -hmm. it's very real to me and I can see it so um, we'll keep forging ahead. One of my favorite sayings is that which doesn't break you makes you stronger. That's right. So uh, get ready for uh, the next few years, folks, because uh, my advice to opponents is get your shots in this year because hopefully you know, we see it behind the scenes all the time. Maybe if you only watch at 1.30 on Saturdays, you don't see it all the time. But you can certainly sense that a lot of these young guys are getting a lot of reps, a lot of experience, and it'll pay dividends in the future. We always appreciate your time. Best yeah. of luck on Saturday. We'll be there. Appreciate it, Jim. All right, and thank you all for watching. As always, for Josh Conklin, I'm Jim Noble. Thanks for watching the Coach Josh Conklin Show brought to you by Wings Etc.